Welcome to Money Making Conversation. That's right. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. Each Money Making Conversation talk show is about entrepreneurship and entertainment. I provide the consumer and business owner access to celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For some, it's a sizable paycheck. Mine is helping people wake up and inspiring them to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. These are my passions, and that's what I'm going to do for you. I want you to stop tripping over small challenges and prepare to rise above the obstacles that life will present to you. The Money Making Conversation interviews provide relatable information to the listener about career and financial planning, entrepreneurship, motivation, leadership, overcoming the odds, and how to live a balanced life. My next guest, he's an HBCU grad. Graduate of Hampton <laughs> University. He obtained his bachelor's degree in 2004, master's degree in 2005, followed by his Ph.D. He's a doctor, y'all. He has dedicated his professional career to education, specializing in serving schools and organizations that serve urban and culturally diverse communities. Teach, Hustle, Inspire offers driven and passionate educators a transformational, a transformational experience in a way that is fun, engaging and life changing. Please welcome to Money Made Conversation for the very first time, Dr. Sean Woodley. Thank you so, so much for having me. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to be here. I'm amped, I tell you that. Hey, did I, did I get everything right, though. You know, you know I, I got to make sure I, I brought, you, <laughs> brought you to the forefront right, doctor. That's all I'm saying, man. Yeah. You, you, te- you teed me up very nicely, and I, <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. Where, 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 where are you at right now uh, in, in, this, in, this, in this country of America? Where are you at right now, sir? I'm not too far from you here in Atlanta. Okay, great, great. Um, you know, education. I, I you know, I come mm-hmm. from uh, Houston, Texas, born in Fifth Ward. Uh, my degree is in mathematics. Uh, my minor in sociology. So I know the importance of continued education. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always mm-hmm. tell people. Mm-hmm. I always tell young people, just go to college. It, uh, just, just see what college has to offer to you. How it changed mm-hmm. my life. Education changed my life. Mm-hmm. You know, I would not be talking to you because when I came out of high school. Uh, Sean, I wanted to be a forklift driver and got a job as mm-hmm. a forklift driver. That was my dream because mm-hmm. those were my mm-hmm. mentors. My mentors were guys who unloaded trucks when I was 15, 16 years old. I saw them. I went, wow, this is cool. And that stayed in my yes, mind sir. despite having my best friend. She graduated. She went to Rice and graduated. My other best friend, mm-hmm. she went to Purdue and graduated. So it wasn't like I, went, I was surrounded by a bunch of dummies. My whole little sure. crew was smart and I was smart, too, but I wanted to take the easy way out, a comfortable way out. I felt, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. get to that, get to that finish line real quick. But but what, but that wasn't the right finish line for me. So when we talk about education, that's your passion. I just want to tear it up for how, the type of conversation I'm going to have with you. And we're going to go into a lot of things in these uh, in this call we have today. But I want to let you know the guy you're talking to was a guy who who. Was 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 not there. I was not. I was not motivated to pursue sure. a four year opportunity in, in academics, and uh, and it, it and it changed my life. So, talk to us about uh, uh, education from your standpoint. I firmly believe that education in, in is just really it's a key that can unlock so many doors in so many different directions. One of the limiting things that I'm working very, very hard for, particularly in urban and culturally diverse schools, as you mentioned, is exposure. We need to be sure that we, the, the bright young scholars in these four wall, in the four walls of these classrooms across this country are being exposed so that they have something to shoot for. And education can do that. 
What are we exposing them to? What are we allowing them to see? And more importantly, what are we allowing them to see and how they fit into that as and can be a contributing member to society? Mm-hmm. What are we showing them? What are we putting them? And how does it connect to their everyday lives? Whether we understand the value and importance of that or not, it is absolutely critical. We need to make sure that we are showing these students what is possible. And that's why I work so hard so that they can see something to shoot for. Let that serve as the engine that drives them, whether it is that four-year degree, whether it's that a two-year degree, mm-hmm. whether it is a trade, something beyond just going to do the quote-unquote bare minimum. Are you, am I making sense? Absolutely. Because I always tell people that, you know, you can't repo a degree. OK, my degree mm. in that wall, mm. nobody's going to come back and go, hey, man, you know, some uh, I'm going to take that back. They can't do that. I earned that. You can't know, do it. You, know can't you, can't, do you can't call me stupid. You can't call me a dummy. Mm-hmm. It's right there. OK, mm-hmm. what story are you telling that I've been recognized as a person who knows how to apply himself? I'm goal oriented. OK, and I know how to finish what I start. That's what mm-hmm. the degree means to me. And when I talk about when yeah. I listen to your passion, it's a, it's a passion that I didn't have because I didn't understand. And so sure. and we know that the uh, stopgap or the uh, the or the jump off point in this game of competition that we call in this country, we call America is education because it's not equal. Yeah. Education is not it's equal. Not. And so which it, leads it, to it a different not. story. And I think the private sector, private sector should come in and, and stop trying. That we should stop trying to get the government to fix the situation. I feel I believe the mm. private sector sector come in because they're the ones who seek our money in movies. Seek our money yes. in Android phones. They seek our money in technology. They seek our money in grocery stores. They seek our money in so mm-hmm. many different ways, but they don't return that money to us when it comes to yeah. lifestyle, when it comes to education, making a difference in our community. Because we they they've 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 they've, they've developed a nice system. They keep the money, they don't help out anybody but themselves. Okay. Sure, sure. And then sure. they said the government is supposed to do that. So so that's one of the things that we know when I look at this change in our community, civil unrest, the pandemic, you know, I'm sitting down trying to create an agenda, a plan of yeah. action. And the plan of action is the old way ain't going to work for the new way. So we have that's to have right. put a new plan in place for the new way to even have a shot at working. And it has to include yeah. the private sector. And that's that's mm-hmm. a, that's a statement mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. And when I talk to mm-hmm. to worldly people like you, educated people like you who know what I'm talking about, when I say education is not equal because it's tied it's to it's tied to property tax, you know, yeah. it's tied to the yeah. lotto program in each state, which doesn't really do anything for education, like they say, because most of the program go most of the money goes to the company that sets up the lotto. And that's so right. and so these things. Drive me. And, uh, I've been fortunate, man. You can Google my name, and there's a lot of things come up about me. So you have you have an image of who I am, or an idea of who yes, I am. Sir. Who is Dr. Sean Woodley? Let me tell you something. Dr. Sean Woodley is. Um, I'm a husband. Mm-hmm. I am a father. I am a believer, and I am an educator. Mm-hmm. I, I do a lot of things under that education umbrella, but it all boils that back down to being an educator. I, I get to leverage my creativity yes, um, in what I do. And that has that fuels my passion for entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. I, I've been able to uniquely combine the field of education and entrepreneurship 
to not only do what I love, but serve others while doing it. it it's like the, it's, it's like a beautiful mix that allows me to be who I authentically am at this, while at the same time giving back and contributing to society, making a difference in the lives of teachers who will evidently make a difference in the lives of their students. That That is who I am. And that is how I think that is what I believe God's gift to me is to give to the world. Right. You know, when I when I look at your you're an HBCU grad, I said that in your credits, Hampton State University. And, you know, I'm going to just tell you this, Dr. Uh, Dr. Sean, uh, I get a lot of HBCU uh, Hampton uh, guests on my show. I think it because yes, of my uh, executive producer of the show. She graduated from Hampton University. I think she that really. I, yeah, she graduated. <laughs> and I seem to get a lot of. A lot. Mm-hmm. I'm not disappointed in any of the guests. I'm just telling you straight out. Straight out. Outstanding yep. guests yep. like you come on my show from Hampton University. But I think, I think <laughs> she's using my brand to promote the brand of Hampton University, which is an outstanding HBCU school. So tell us about your HBCU experience and the value of attending a school like an HBCU school like Hampton University. Let me tell you something. Hampton University is my family. Mm-hmm. I, I stand by it, and it was absolutely one of the best decisions I've ever made. Right. The mm-hmm. reason that I ended up at Hampton, though, I, 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 I grew up in New York, and my father, uh, raising us in the church, he was a musician. Mm-hmm. So Hampton University, every year during the summer, has a ministers and musicians conference that my father attends all the time. Right. He's the one that told me about Hampton University. This goes back to what you mentioned earlier about kind of why, how we can promote the idea of education to the youth. Right. I was never told in high school about HBCUs, about what schools like Hampton, A&T, Spelman, Morehouse. I was never exposed to those things other than what my family told me. And I'm so glad that my dad put that battery in my back at a young age to be aware of what Hampton was doing and how it could benefit me. Uh, He took me down there to take a tour of the campus. We went as a family, my mom, my brothers. (laughs) And and after that, we, you know, I have two uh, younger siblings, actually three, excuse me, that are HBCU attendants and or graduates. Mm -hmm. So like, this is something that I feel I was able to set an example for them because of what my dad and my mom showed me Mm -hmm. and my, as we like to say, my matriculation (laughs) at that wonderful (laughs) institute, you know, it was, it was life altering for me. If I could say that, I mean, what I've learned there, who I met, it, it was it was a microcosm mm-hmm. of just really love and education um, that you yearn for that you cannot get at another PWI. It, 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 you can't get that. If ask any HBCU grad, and they'll tell you about that family element that you just. You, you can you can imitate, but you can't duplicate that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I'm talking to my <laughs> man, Dr. Sean Woodley. He is a Hampton University HBCU 2004 Absolutely. bachelor's degree. Huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. 2004 <laughs> bachelor's degree, 2005 master's degree, then followed up with his PhD. We're going to be back and more talk about his brand of education, his books, all those great things. First of all, he know now 
about money making conversation. You know, a lot of people call my show. They call, you know, people tell them it's a show to mm-hmm. call. But once they get in, they, they hear how I talk, they hear my passion. They say, mm-hmm. this brother right here, he's on my list now. So when I call, when he when, when he called me to be on his show, I will respond absolutely with an A-OK. We'll be right back there, sir. <laughs> Hi, this is Rashawn McDonald, and you're listening to Money Making Conversation. I've been having a good old time with Dr. Sean Woodley about his brand, education, you know, how he started in education, what education means to him, what it means to me, the passion behind education. It took me seven years to get my degree. Uh, I was arrogant. I thought I'd be in and out. But what I did when I went to college, I was just trying, I'm going to tell you something, Dr. Sean, I was just trying to go to, I was trying to find an easy degree. Okay, the first four and a half years, I was looking for the easy degree. My friends go, he's an easy teacher. He's an easy teacher. I went to and when they had no symptoms of what that had to do with my degree plan. Uh I was trying to find easy (laughs) teachers. I found them all. And then I found one easy teacher in physics that gave me an elf that woke me up. (laughs) That woke me up because I realized that you have to work. Life is about working hard and being consistent. And when I look at your brand, when you talk about education, you have to be consistent system and you have to create a yep. model that people can believe in and can use to teach other people talk about your brand a little okay. bit dr sean sure sure uh, um i preach and teach teach hustle inspire and mm-hmm. and here's what it means teach hustle inspire is not just three particular words that i randomly put together and threw it up as a logo they have intention behind each of those when I talk about teach, it's about how we unlock our students and our own intellectual treasure. That's what it means. How can we create transformative learning experiences right. for ourselves, for our students in our classroom? That hustle part, that, that's my favorite part. Mm-hmm. That, that hustle is about how we can't stop and won't stop learning, Mr. McDonald. You mm-hmm. see here, and it kind of has that 90s. Diddy bad boy vibe twins mm-hmm. to it just, just a little bit. That, yes, that's my personality getting mm-hmm. there in there mm-hmm. a little bit. But how do we keep, how do we stay on top of the current research? How do we stay on top of what we need to know to continue? Because see, education don't stop. Education does not stop. How do we continue to learn to be, be- the best we can for ourselves and our students? And that inspire, it means to spread love and light. What we do with educators, it can be a thankless profession sometimes Mm -hmm. with the inequities in the curriculums that we see, with the inequities in distribution of funds. We sometimes we feel like we're all we have. So we have to be sure that we're spreading that love and light to one another, pouring back into ourselves and taking care of ourselves so that we can take care of our families. You, You can't give from a well that's empty. It's really amazing. Uh, when I, when I think about it, you know, we're in 2020. We still talk about mm-hmm. unequal education and we still yeah. talk about, uh, you know, denying people an opportunity to, to get an equal education. And that's usually tied mm-hmm. to the community that you grow up in. And you're in Atlanta, mm-hmm. you're in the South. And mm-hmm. we know yeah. that, that which really was the reason we have HBCUs, because it was yeah. a time where yeah. the, the Southern schools wouldn't let a black person in a school. And then the Northern school had quotas. Right limitations. So it was our necessity that we had to create these HBCUs, which are now the backbone of uh, education, especially for African-American success stories in this country today. That's one of the reasons why I, 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 I take the time to be able to articulate 
the value and the need. Now, when you talk about education, you, you, you broke down the, the whole teach, hustle, inspire, what it's all about. But how did it come about? You know, what was the what what what, what launched it, though, Dr. Sean? What launched it? That came from a need for me to try and find a unique and creative way to pour into the lives of educators right. and give back. I, I'm, I'm a speaker and consultant, and, you know, all in the, under the umbrella of educating. That is, that is what I do. Right. I wanted to find something that could connect us in the education world, something, especially those of us that serve in urban and culturally diverse communities, because there are specific challenges that we are simply at a fundamental level not prepared to deal with. And again, it's not because something is wrong, it's just that we are not prepared. So I created this with the mind uh, with the mindset of how can I help prepare dedicated and talented educators to face the challenges that can arise in urban and culturally diverse communities so that we can now move this agenda forward and balance these scales a little bit. But it really just came from my desire to want to serve, to want to unite and start a movement. And I just it's its not something that I just thought of one particular day. The Teach, Hustle, Inspire right, kind right. of it, it seems like it came out of nowhere. But what you're seeing are the results of years, yes. years yes. of research, years of practice and years of trial, error, failing fail again, fail forward, fail some more, try it again. That's what you're seeing now are the results of that. And this is just the beginning. That's, that's powerful words. Um, and so those are some of the, when you say obstacles, you know, it was one of the questions mm-hmm. they sent over to me. Um, is, are, are the obstacles uh, disbelievers or obstacles yourself sometimes doubting whether this, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This, this will be received? What exactly are the obstacles that you're talking about? Some of the obstacles um, definitely do come in the form of self-sabotage and questioning whether or not you are the one that should be doing this as as far as Teach, Hustle, Inspire inspire is concerned. Mm -hmm. That, That can, the obstacles can start from within. And if I'm not careful, if I'm not emotionally aware enough to examine that it is nothing more than just self-sabotage and that I can overcome that, it can be something that consumes me. But my passion and desire and understanding to know that I'm called to do this outweighs those obstacles and makes them speed bumps as opposed to hurdles. Mm -hmm. So now what I can do is with the understanding that, and not to get churchy on you, but God doesn't call the qualify, he qualifies the called. I understand that this is a mission for me and that I'm growing and that as long as I stay true to who I am and what the good Lord has for me, I can't fail. Oh, no, you won't. You won't. That's why I set up this show, my friend. It's passion, yes, faith driven and the information that I give through my faith and through my passion. I educate people who listen and follow my brand. So we're on the same yeah. page. Now, tell us about yes, your sir. upcoming um, conference for urban educators. Sure, sure. I, I wanted to create a unique experience called the Super Teachers Summit. And what happens is this is going to be a unique online virtual event 
we, we, you know, we have to be cautious with everything happening coronavirus wise about large gatherings and so forth. But that, that still doesn't put a stop on the work that needs to be done because come August, September, there are still children that are going to need to be educated. Thank you. So I wanted to come up with a unique way to garner educators' attention to help solve some of the problems that they will inevitably face. And I created this unique event to be an online interactive virtual experience, more than just someone sitting in front of a screen and then now, all right, everything is gone in one ear and out of the other. I wanted to make this a little bit more than simply just your average teacher conference, if you will. And so I, I gave it a theme. I embedded some of the research and some phenomenal speakers that I know of that are really doing the work in mm -hmm. this field. Mm -hmm. And I'm putting together what I know will be a dynamite event in August. I'm It'll be August. So it. is, is there a set date for August yet or just August still planning? Still planning. It's going to be the first weekend in August. Okay, cool. I just want to make sure I want to be a part mm -hmm. of that. Whatever I can do to promote it through my social or my newsletter, go to our weekly every Friday at 9 a.m. I'll make you a part of that uh, conversation. Before I was a couple of things I want to talk about before we leave. I want to sure. I, I did not read your best selling book. MC means move the class, how to spark engagement and motivation in urban and culturally diverse classroom. Tell us about that. And then I also want to close a response from you about what's going on in America right now. OK, absolutely. The, the book for me came from my experiences teaching. I, I spent 10 years uh, teaching in urban schools. Yes, sir. And while doing that, because I was a, I, I knew that there were things that I wanted to do. I had a side hustle as a DJ. So literally, Mr. McDonald, I would pull up to the schoolyard and <laughs> teach during the day and be in the club at night with my turntables in the back, literally. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And it was, it was so fun. Yeah, I mean, you talk about parties, clubs, weddings, bar mitzvahs, barbecues, it doesn't matter. If they had, if they were paying and needed mu music services, I was in there. And so what I began to notice is that I, I was growing as a DJ and growing as an educator simultaneously. And some coincidental, not, not coincidental, some emerging commonalities started to really make way about both professions, about being a teacher and about being a DJ. And so really that, that MC, see, you know, back in the day when I grew, I grew up on Long Island and Eric B and Rockin had from Eric B as president, the song, um, excuse me, um, Eric B as president in that second verse where Rockin talks about Eric B on the cut, scratching and mixing, no mistakes allowed because to me, MC means move the crowd. Mm -hmm. And that line always stuck to me. Mm -hmm. It really, because what stands out about that is what Rakim was telling us is that his, his role as an MC, it's, it's not just a position, it's a responsibility, Mr. McDonald. Right. That's, that's my responsibility to move this crowd. Right. So I took that and, and with that same mindset, it's my responsibility to move this class. And as a DJ, as a as a teacher, you know, in both roles, I'm a motivator. I am the reason that you're going to in this club dance or I'm the reason in this classroom you are going to learn. In both roles, I curate specific content so that when and the timing of when it is placed to create an absolute experience for either the people in the club or the students in my classroom. 
making real-time decisions, making sure that I am on top of everything and making sure that I can change when needed, making those adjustments to really read the crowd and feed off of that energy. It becomes sick. Wow, that's hot. You know, uh, that's hot because I hear the passion. I hear the planning. I hear it's a it's authentic. That's what I hear the most, doctor. And that's why it that's why it's, that's why it works because it's not something you made up. It's it's tied to a journey. In a, a journey in the world that we're living in right now is um I, I did an interview this morning and I and I was telling them that one out of 1000 black men and boys will be killed by a police officer. That's one out of 1000. That's 2.5 times higher than white men and white boys. And when people ask us, why, why the unrest? Why the protests? What is your response, Dr. Sean Woodley? Hello? Do you cannot tell the oppressed essentially it's been quoted and said so many times but you can't tell the oppressed how to respond to their oppression you you can't do that what you're seeing are the results of years of and years and years hundreds of years of outcries hundreds of years of just simply making a plea not to be treated better mr mcdonald but being treated the same that's all we want yes that's that's at the end of the day we just wanted to be treated the same and so now what has resulted from that is the the emotional outburst of mm-hmm. a people that has been held down far too long absolutely i always tell people i just want my child to have a better life than i had and i think that anybody who's not my color wants the same thing so just give me my shot but when i'm stopped by the police don't allow lobby not to be afraid not allow me to not believe that yes. this might be a stop I might not drive away from. That's all I'm asking. Yes, sir. And when I say yes, one sir. out of 1,000, that's an incredible number to publicly say. This documented story came out of the Los Angeles Times. I read it and, been, have, mm-hmm. and, and I've been horrified ever since. Dr. Sean Woodley, yes, I, I hope you enjoy coming on my show. It's a, it's a journey. It's a journey about it it's your journey I wanted to share with my listeners on Money Making Conversations. And know you have a friend. And uh, when, the, when the conference comes out, the Urban Educators Conference comes out in August, if you want to come back, the doors open. If you want to just send banners, the doors open. And I will promise you, I'll promote it in my newsletter, which goes out to 90,000 people every Friday at 9 a.m. And I put it on my social media for Money Making Conversations. I would love that. Mr. McDonald, thank you so much. Thank you for coming to my show. If you want to hear more episodes of Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I'm your host.